0: hello welcome to the change with him (laughs) My, (laughs) my hair is stuck in my armpit real raw redeemed podcast it's funny i've been growing my hair out for a long time and i love that it's getting longer now but it gets stuck in my armpit and that feels weird that is not the point of today's episode today's episode is talking about this incredible incredible book um when we go through alpha they talk about the coincidences that you, when you pray, coincidences happen. When you don't, they don't. And I love that when you pray, coincidences happen. And when you don't, they don't. And this book I was just talking about has nothing to do with Alpha. It's by John Bevere. And it's called God. Where are you? It's <laughs> like, Hey, that sounds like an amazing book. I heard about John Bevere. He's got an X uh, app and I've been listening to some things on that. The bait of Satan is super good. And also, um, his book x multiplying something about something but anyways haven't read that one yet i'm starting off with god where are you because of the season i'm in in life and the season i'm in in life is a transitional season and transitional seasons are not always fun uh they're often seasons full of a lot of questions and my relationship with god is never in question but it's full of questions does that make sense it's never in question, but it's full of questions. And sometimes I'm like, hey, yo, bro, where the fuck? What the fuck? Where and what the fuck? What is going on? What is happening? I don't understand this. Um this book has really revealed a lot of this to me. It's talking about the the wilderness and i'm like Fuck, oh my god this book is so good right like in the very beginning the several first pages i'm like this is exactly what i needed right now so it's called god where are you finding strength in and purpose in your wilderness by john bevere if it's any anything to you usa today's best-selling author so good 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 shit in here really good stuff in here and i was talking to a really good friend last night about about this season of wilderness and about the bigger purpose and the bigger reason and the bigger why and all the pain, all the pain that God transforms into purpose and like, you know the big 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 why and for me personally internally it's all unconsciously like i love the unconsciousness of it i love the connection to it all i love the questions because the questions are room for exploration and deepening and discovery and the journey within and the journey with him and that's why this podcast the change with him real Robert redeemed podcast is that i love it i love to to get on here and share because sharing is caring. And my daughter says, no, it's not sharing. I'm like, well, if I cared about you, would I share with you? No, but I just want it all to myself. I'm like, girl, welcome. Welcome to my life. Like, welcome to life. We all want it all for ourselves. And so we go through these wilderness states because God is like, yeah, y'all do. Y'all are really fucked up and you're missing the point. And my point is to get you to know what the point is. And the point is him. The point is my father. Jesus has said it's my father, right? It's God, my father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's already done in heaven. We can experience heaven on earth when we're surrendering and submitting and surrounding ourselves with his will and his word. And that's the beauty of all this. And... Sometimes we miss it. We feel like we're stuck in the wilderness. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, wow, shit's good. (laughs) And it's okay. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to say shit and fuck. You know that God still loves you. Jesus loves you. I have said it a million times and never been zapped by lightning bolt and told you're going to hell forever. He loves me and he loves you exactly where you are for who you are, not what you've done. Because if that were the case, that would be a works case. I'm like, shit, I've never gotten in heaven based on what I've done. Because it's not based on ourselves. That's selfishness. It's based on his son. It's based on Jesus Christ and what he's done that's the kingdom and the key to heaven. But a lot of times we feel like, what's the point of all this? I'm in this wilderness. I'm in these dark dwelling caves. I'm wandering. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling scared and I'm feeling afraid. And I love this because it talks about other people who've gone through the wilderness, people in the Bible. So I wrote down all their names. So I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Jesus went through the wilderness right after he got baptized for 40 days. Job, fuck. If you've read Job, you're like, that shit's a fucked up. Like that that's messed up. I never hoped to experience what Job experienced, but he got to experience because then Jesus, well, then thank God, who is Jesus, is three and one and one and three, got to abundantly bless him. And a lot of us are living in a world of wanting and desiring to experience abundant blessings. Well, guess what you will and you do when you go through the wilderness and the Bible talks about this in so many, so many ways and so many books and so many chapters and the the proof and the essence and the history of so many people's lives. So there's Jesus, there's Job, there's Abraham, there's Moses, there's Joseph, there's King David. Like how I can relate to King David in so many ways. I'm like, yeah, you're like, I see someone, I want them, they're mine. Like, <laughs> like that's, and I've never had anyone killed. King David had that girl's husband killed and because he knocked her up. You know what I mean? Like I've been through those things as well. John the Baptist and then Paul. And <sighs> I love this because it says, John the Baptist was called to be a great prophet. His dad had told him of the vision that revealed this, pretty cool. Like, I wanna tell my daughter about visions that reveal her glory and God's glory for her in her life. Yet, it was in the wilderness, not in a Bible school, that the Lord revealed himself to John. Because sometimes through the conversation I was having with my dear friend yesterday, I was like, I don't feel qualified. Hmm. God qualifies the called not calls the qualified <sighs> i heard that yesterday when i was like well you know i really want to work with people people who have gone through shit in the past just like i have and really get their unconscious mind in alignment with god's mind with what he sees what he says about them and have them internally personally and unconsciously believe it and he went whoa and i was like yeah i know Oh, big calling, big mission, big purpose. And sometimes I feel underqualified because I didn't go to Bible school. I went to many schools and Bible school was not one of them. I've been in community college. I've been to a four-year university. I've gotten my, what is that? Uh, my like yoga training. I've gotten my real estate license. Like I've gone through school to become a therapist, a hypnotherapist. I teach the stuff. I've got a million things, but Bible school is not one of them. So incorporating that, like, who am I? is a question that comes to mind. It's in the wilderness, not in a Bible school, that the Lord reveals himself. So if you're in a state of wilderness right now, welcome. Grab a seat, pull up a chair, sit down. Make yourself cozy, comfy. Maybe grab a little. What am I drinking? Spindrift sparkling water, real squeezed fruit juice. Yep, that's it. Lime flavor. They're all delicious. Get a drink. Sit down. Stay a while. That's what he's saying in the wilderness. Hmm. So good. It was in the wilderness of Arabia that God revealed the mysteries of what would become much of the New Testament to the Apostle Paul. You want to learn about this? Go read about the life of Apostle Paul. Who writes, it was God's purpose to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. High five, Gentile. That's me. That's you. We all have the same purpose. For God to reveal his son Jesus to us so we would proclaim the good news. That's the gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels in the Bible. Share the good news of Jesus. Like share what he's done in your life, how he's transformed it, how he's changed it, how he's taken it from what it used to be to what it now is. And it's not perfect. It never, ever says perfect, but it does say purpose. It doesn't say perfect, but it does say purpose and it's got purpose all over the place And this wilderness state has incredibly intense and immense purpose. God's using it. And it's in the state where we feel like really fucked up because we feel like God is really far. There are times in our lives where we're like, you're so close. I can feel you like boom, 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 miracle manifestation. This is amazing. This is magic on legs. I love this shit. And then there's times where we're like, hello, hello. Is anyone home walking through the barren wilderness and desert? No water, it's hot, tired, hungry, thirsty. Hello, God, what the fuck? And it's these times that he uses. And I love this. And and this book is amazing. I would run out and get it. I would hop on your phone right now on Amazon and order it and then come back and continue listening. (laughs) It's so good. So it talks about... The observation that this is often a pattern, God shows up and great things he intends to do through us and in the future. And then he leads a boom straight into a wilderness state. Why does he do that? To prepare us, to prepare us for what's next, to prepare us for blessings, to prepare us for the eternal glory and kingdom, to prepare us. It's like going up in levels in school. It's like going from preschool to kindergarten, from kindergarten to first grade, from first grade to second grade, from second grade to third grade, from third grade to fourth grade, and on and on and on and up and up and up and up and up. There's summer breaks in between each grade we're in the summer break right now. My daughter's in the summer break right now. And I'm like, oh, it's hot. I'm tired. I don't like the fucking summer in Arizona. It sucks. It's hot. I'm tired. When are you going to go back to school? And if you have kids, you're like, when are they going back to school? I can't stand this break. It feels like it's lasting forever. It's the same thing. When you go from one level to another, there's a break in between. So when you go from glory to glory, blessing to blessing, there's oftentimes a break in between. This break we can be mad at. We can be like, God's not, not near. He's so far. We getting all cranky and moody and grumpy. The wilderness is the place where God tests, humbles, strengthens, and refines us. This is where he molds godly character in us. This break, this wilderness space, is a preparation ground for future fruitful work in his kingdom. I believe that he is like, you've been living in your own kingdom for far too long. Let's humble you. Let's refine you. Like pure gold goes through a refining process. Let's strengthen you. That might require you being brought to your knees in humility. Realizing that your reliance and your dependence is on him, not on the house, not on the car, not on the job, not on the income, not on the experiences, not on other people on him and him alone. So this wilderness place is going to take you to that space of realization. It's all about him. I love this because it says the most exciting thing about the wilderness is this is the place where God reveals himself in fresh, listen to these words, fresh, new ways. In fresh ways, in new ways. Just when we're like, oh I get God, yeah, he's almighty, all powerful, all everything. He's loving. He's a really cool dude, you know. He's he's like a being up there. He's pretty cool. Yeah. I talked to him, pray to him. He's pretty cool. (laughs) Huh. He's like, oh watch this. (laughs) Get on your knees. (laughs) Not like that. Ah. He reveals himself in fresh ways. In new ways. He's up-leveling you. Like you feel like, oh, I'm going down a level. I'm getting on my knees. I'm smaller. I'm like, ah, I can't do this. I can't handle this. No, he's up leveling you in this wilderness state and space. And I love this. It talks about manifestation because this says in the wilderness, you will become hungry and thirsty for the Lord. you know, what's funny is like, actually physically, I've been a lot more thirsty lately as well. I'm like, I can't get enough. Like I can't drink enough water. I can't drink enough sparkly waters. Like I just can't, like, I feel constantly thirsty. And it's interesting because I'm aware of this now. It's actually spiritual thirst more than it is physical thirst, but I'm experiencing it as physical thirst. I'm like, I know this is spiritual thirst in the wilderness. You become thirsty. You become hungry for the Lord. I'm in this state and space right now where I can't get enough. I literally can't get enough of this. And I'm, that's what prompted this podcast. And it's amazing. It's in the wilderness that the Lord reveals himself to us in a fresh way. Here's the bomb. The mic that's dropped is that the Lord also hides himself from those who are not hungry for him because he's like, you bitches take me for granted. He will not be taken for granted. He will never. They say, never say never, but God says Never. He will never be regarded as as ordinary. And a lot of people personally demote God. They're like, oh, just like an ordinary dude. Like, yeah, Jesus, you know, he's like a a guy that lived at one time. And he's like, cool. You want to take me for granted? You're not hungry for me? I won't be revealed to you. The Lord hides himself from those who are not hungry for him. He will not be taken for granted. You've got to be hungry for him. You've got to be thirsty for him. And you're hungry and thirsty in the fucking wilderness when it's hot, when you're tired, when you've been going through a lot of shit for a lot of time. a lot of people, unfortunately, don't connect the two until they feel like it's too late, if at all ever. And that's why it's so important when you know about him, when you know you don't have to go to Bible college. I didn't go to Bible college, but you can know about him, you can read about him, you can study and learn his word, you can pray to him, talk to him, and then more importantly, listen to him. After you've given him a chance, after you've talked to him, let him talk to you. I love these, survival tips for your journey through the wilderness. No matter how lonely you feel, God is present. It's not, God is probably present, or you know, if he's not busy with other people, he might be present but you'll have to wait in line, wait your turn. No, God is present. Often a significant wilderness experience is what seems to be the total absence of God. You're like, no, no, no. He's not just like maybe gone. He's completely gone. And that's a lie that the enemy desires for you to believe. When he seems a million miles away, you fucking chase after him. You go, you read, you pray, you talk, you talk to him. And there's manifestations of God's presence. And I love that this talks about this because manifestation is my jam and it's important to understand this. <laughs> the manifestations of God presence. The first one is based on these words from scripture. This is Hebrews thirteen five. I will never, another promise. God does use the word never. He doesn't say never say never. He says, I love saying never. And I've said it a lot, read your Bible. I will never leave you or forsake you. Boom, there's some truth. Understand that truth. Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you or forsake you. This is the omnipresence of God. If you want to know what omnipresence means, and I suggest that you learn what it means, Google it. Omnipresence. He's not just like kind of there. He's omnipresent there. King David says in Psalms 139, Psalms is like one of the best books ever. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If you believe what scripture says and you trust God, then the reality is that no matter how you feel or what happens, God is with you. Four powerful words, four transformational words. God is with you. He's not sometimes, he's not when I'm busy, he's not a get in line kind of God. He's a I show up and I'm here with you kind of God. He will never leave you, never forsake you. That's one of my favorite verses. The other essence and presence of God, which all of us love, is also a part of the Christian life and the relationship life with Jesus, is the manifest presence. Here's the definition of manifest, which I love because I love manifesting. (laughs) And a lot of people get it fucked up, twisted, and wrong. To manifest means to bring out of the unseen and into the seen. Okay? Out of the unseen and into the seen. Out of the unheard and into the heard. Are you catching on? This is faith. This is hope. This is trust. This is belief in him. Out of the unknown and into the known. To manifest is when God makes himself real to our actual senses. It's not you who manifests. It's God. It all belongs to him. And a lot of us want to manifest stuff for ourselves and we leave him out of it. You can manifest things in worship, in prayer, on a walk, in a number of ways, but it's not you doing it, it's God. And when you're spiritually hungry and thirsty, when you're going through a wilderness state, and you stay, pardon my phone, how rude, (laughs) and you stay in the presence of Him, you get mad. You're like you didn't come into my life and bless me with your presence. Here's the best thing you can do: lean into His promises. His promises, like that one in Hebrews thirteen five, "I will never leave you or forsake you." That is a promise from God, a promise. And when you when you hold that truth, when you hold those words in your hands, in your heart. And you celebrate him and you love him for that and you thank him for that and you open up your mind, your heart, your body, your life with gratitude, with gratefulness, with thankfulness. And if you simply repeat those words in that verse, thank you for never leaving me. Thank you for never forsaking me. I'm in the fucking desert right now, in the barren desert. Like there's no life out here. It's hot and I'm tired. I'm exhausted, Lord. But I believe that truth about you. As I'm going through the season, regardless of how long it ends, hold the truth of his word close to your heart. Hold it in your heart. Hold it in your hands. Hold it in your mind. When we celebrate him in the absence of his manifest presence, it communicates even louder our unfailing love for him. We're like, God, did you hear me from the back? Did ya? Thank you. When we ask for things, oftentimes we don't get what we ask for, and then we get mad at God. And we're like, hey, a hole, you didn't listen. You didn't answer me. I said I wanted this, and I've been trying to manifest this. And He's like, looks at us like a loving parent, with like, I know. And the Bible, and we're like, but, you know, God, the Bible says ask and you shall receive. Hmm. It does. And it also adds more to that. <laughs> Understand it. When you ask and you don't get it, it's because your motives are off. You only want what will give you generally immediate pleasure. If not immediate, then shortly after immediate. Bible talks about this in James 4, 3 through 8. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. You adulterers. Anyone relate? You don't realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. I say it again. He's like, hey, listen, all of you in the back, little chatty Cathy's back there who won't shut the hell up. I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think that scriptures have no meaning? I feel like he's saying, hello. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you think I'm a fucking joke. You take me for granted. You think I'm ordinary. He will not be taken for granted. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. That's like extra frosting on the cake. It's not just a thin little shitty layer. It's generous. Like the cake and the frosting thickness are the same. Generous. Like it's the best kind of cake. Not skimpy, cheesy, a little bit. Like an abundant generous with it. He gives grace generously. The scriptures say God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. When you're humble in the state of wilderness and you're like, dude, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I need you. Thank you for everything you've already blessed me with. You don't even have to physically be on your knees. Your heart is on its knees. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Tell him, get the fuck out of here. I see what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to get me to turn my back and be mad at God. Fuck you. I'm turning my back. I'm mad at you, devil. You better fucking run. Run, devil, run. My daughter loves that song by Crowder. Run, devil, run. It's such a good song. Come close to God and God will come close to you. And in this manifestation world, in this transformational world of healing and reprogramming your unconscious thoughts, beliefs, actions, patterns, habits, and behaviors, we always say that what you're moving towards is moving towards you. Move towards God and he will move towards you. You move to the devil, he's going to move towards you with open arms. He's like, come here, my love. Come here, my friend. That's false and fake comfort. And that's the way of the world. You're not gonna get your manifestations through the energy, the spirit, the power, and the way of the world. Capish? James 4, 3 through 8, I didn't like this at first because it says, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. But then I realized he was right. I want all these things of the world i'm like but god i want you too you said you love me you said that i'm free because i have a relationship with you and he's like oh girl look at you all confused and shit. i'm like oh man my loyalty is divided that's idolatry you can't serve the world and god We're like, but I don't get it, but I'm in the world and I need the things of the world to survive. And God knows that and he wants to provide you with those things, but he wants you to get it. And sometimes when when we're in a state of wilderness, of barrenness, it's because we've gotten it and we've lost track and sight of it, the it thing that really matters, which is him, my friend. super cool i was reading in the bible in a year app it is what is this one god wants to amaze you and i was like amaze me god get me out of this wilderness state (laughs) and i was reading about how the pope greeted the news by exclaiming glory to god in the highest and peace on earth to to men of goodwill i'm like am i a man of goodwill and it talks about in 1969 neil armstrong stepped off the ladder from the eagle and onto the moon's surface and said the famous line which we all know or all should know that is one small step for man hear the words small step for man one giant leap for mankind what about the creator of man and mankind as and he said that as became the first man to walk on the moon James Irwin, who was an astronaut who walked on the moon, said, Jesus walking on earth is more important. Hear the word more, more important than man walking on the moon. When people saw what Jesus did, their response was awe and amazement. Jesus is the manifestation of God the presence of God in the flesh, God with the bod. God and Jesus and Holy Spirit, they're three in one, one in three. It's multiplication, it's not addition. It's so easy to understand when you just keep it simple. Luke 5, 26, everyone was amazed. They were filled with awe. You wanna get out of the wilderness, get closer to him, get closer to the awe of who he is and what he's done through his son, through the completed work on the cross. Jesus walking on earth was way cooler than an astronaut walking on the moon. It was awe and amazement. Get into the word, get into the scripture, get closer to him and he'll get closer to you because he's not going to be taken for granted. And I think a lot of us try to do this manifestation, blessing, abundant life, amazing life stuff on our own. And then we like to boast and glorify and honor ourselves for the works that we've done. How about we start boasting, glorifying and honoring the work that Jesus has done through his son, through the completed work on the cross, It's not in process. It's not pending anymore. It's completed. It's done. Signed, sealed, delivered, stamp of approval. Doesn't need the parent's signature to look over it, approve of it, and send it back for correction. (sighs) A lot of us lose sight of this and lose track of this, especially when we're in in the wilderness. We're mad, we're upset, we're angry, we're thirsty, we're tired, we're hungry, we're afraid. I wonder if we've been taking God for granted. Hmm. Just a thought. I wonder if He's, we feel like he's hid himself from us because we weren't that hungry for him. We said, no, I'm good. I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. I've got it. I don't need anything. Thanks, so. though. Bye we got it. Got it all worked out. Got it all figured out. I don't need no one. I don't need any help. I'll let you know if things change, okay? Thanks. Bye. Well, things change. Who's the first person we get mad at? He's full of unending grace. Unending grace. It doesn't end. Unending means never ends. God does use the word never. So don't believe that bullshit. Never say never. Uh Uh-uh. God says never. I will never leave you or forsake you. Keep those words imprinted on your heart. Move closer to him. Get closer to him. Draw closer to him. And he will move, get, and draw closer to you and get you out of this season of wilderness and take you out of it. Revitalize, rejuvenize with with more, more strength, more faith. So don't get mad at him. Maybe get mad at yourself and then forgive yourself just as quickly and easily and as freely as he, as he's already forgiven you. Doesn't pay to play and hold on to that. Because then you won't reach the promised land, just like the people in the Bible didn't. He desires for you to reach the promised land, the lands of milk and honey, the lands of abundance, the lands of manifestation and give the glory and the honor to him when you experience it. Because that's who it came from and that's where it came from who and where it came from was him. I invite you to invite him in if you haven't yet into your body, your mind, your heart, and your life and just say, hey, Jesus, I'm ready to do this. I'm in a state of wilderness and I'm ready to experience help and receive support getting into a new stage, getting to another level through another layer. Will you please come into my life? Thank you. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And if you desire to connect more or work privately, you can find out more at sarahpicaro.com. Bye for now.